It's happening, man. It's happening. We're getting there. <laughs> we're we're here. We are here. I, I feel as though, you know, at least, you know, for some of you may not be following our little Durant Facebook page, which why you're not blows my mind. Um, but <laughs> we received a banner today and, uh, yeah, we're going to be official there, uh, with, uh, having our little banner out front and, uh, we'll be opening our door soon. So we're getting there. Uh, good humor, humans reunited, uh, or united. I think I just said reunited, but we, I can- think technically, I mean, for episode two of good humans united, I think technically we're reunited. So that- we are. And uh, yeah, we're on episode two. We're up and rolling. Uh, I think good things are going to come. No, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, you were just sending me pictures. Um, awesome new banner for the joint for out front. Uh, yeah, we got all sorts of uh, fun things going with the Durant Iowa Food Pantry. I think we got like 165 members on the Facebook group we got going. Yeah, something like that. It's pretty impressive. Little. I mean, that's like 160 members more than I ever thought we were going to have. <laughs> so. Well, hey, uh, the other week, right before we started, last week, right before we started with the fundraiser and food drive, we were at uh, about 141, 100 and something like that. And and now we're up to 160 something. So just even a, a week's time of pushing, you know, the food drive and the the fundraiser, we've managed to grow you know, the number of individuals that are uh, following our little Facebook group by about 20 or more. Hey, Amen. You know, in a, in a town of 1800, uh, to have 165 people, uh, you know, that, that are excited to get uh, news about the food pantry. That's, uh, that's not nothing. That's not nothing in my, in my humble opinion. No, no. I, I think that we're going to get there. I think that uh, we've got quite a bit of community support. Um, it'll be interesting to see. This is the first time that we've done the food drive uh, with the community. It's the first time that we're doing a fundraiser. Uh, so, I mean, it could be successful. It could fail miserably. It could some somewhere <laughs> in between. But the fact that we're doing it, I'm going to take as a success because anything from there we can learn right uh could be just bad timing you know maybe we're not getting the messaging out right uh things of that sort <clears throat> but nonetheless I, I think that it's a good deal that we're up and going and we're getting the word out there and we're doing these things and we're gonna learn from it hey i mean yeah it's uh heck right that's all you can do right is that uh yeah the because it's apex uh is it Images and Ink? Images Apex, and Ink, and Apparel. Yeah. Apex, Ink, and Apparel. All right, yeah. They've, they've been awesome to work with. Uh, T-shirts, hoodies, hats. Um, yeah, you name it. And there's been a few people that have gone down and requested a custom order, and they've been more than gracious to fulfill that order. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I, uh, a great team to work with. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to rock myself some some tie-dye shirts and some and some hats especially. Um God knows I have enough shirts to shirt the whole town of Durant probably if if if, if it ever comes to that. Yeah. But yeah, I've been been pretty stoked. Uh Yeah, I don't know, was there anything uh sort of pantry-wise? I know that's that's sort of our um 
our focus good human wise uh, was there anything pantry wise you really wanted to dig into today or uh, i know i i had some ideas but sure well the only thing i'll mention is you know um initially when we talked to uh hhs which is the department of health and human services uh one of the key pieces of feedback that they gave us was making sure that we have more visibility uh in the community um and so i think that um we're trying to hit that from a couple of different angles um i know that we just had an article in our local news and views and that goes out to all of our local school district and and so that was nice to get out there i did i did see that excellent uh, excellent work i have to give you uh, give you props for that thank you well it wasn't just me <laughs> but thank you thank you um give the whole the whole squad the whole squad yeah, yes and uh so that was one thing another thing that we did recently as well i think that we mentioned it in the earlier podcast we had our little truck in the float that was the truck was provided by a local uh, Ford dealership. And so we had that uh, brand new uh, 2023 truck to drive in the uh, parade. And then to Ron Alpin Ford of Durant, Iowa for uh, that hookup with the, a new truck for the, uh, what was it? That's the fireman's, uh, the Durant firefighters festival parade there. Yeah. 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 Pretty awesome. And so, yeah, so we were in the parade. Um, and then <clears throat> as part of our fundraiser, we are going to be uh, selling T-shirts, hats, hoodies, you name it. Uh, it's also going to have the Durant Iowa Food Pantry uh, information on it as well. So that's another, you know, people wearing that around town. That's another way to kind of just get the word out that, hey, we're here. So, no, I, I yeah. I think that is that is a, a big element to it because I know, I know I, I've seen some um, uh, some people posting in the in the Durant uh, community chat on Facebook uh, looking for assistance, and I I know uh, some folks got them got them over to the the pantry in Wilton and and got them some other assistance, but yeah, just just the overall awareness I know is is definitely a, a huge part and. Uh, yeah. So anybody, uh, anybody being a walking billboard for, Hey, there's, uh, there's resources in town that can help. That's, uh, that's very much appreciated. I feel like. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big deal is, uh, you know, trying to keep our focus on that idea of how do we keep our visibility and awareness up in the community. And Hey, even for you guys out there listening in, if you've got ideas on, you know, cost-effective, you know, multi kind of approach uh, to getting, you know, awareness built up in the community uh, for something like this, let us know. We'd like to hear about it. Uh, share your ideas with us. Uh, or if there's something that you've done before that's worked, you know, share that with us. We'd be happy to hear that. You know, I was just thinking about uh, perhaps a billboard <laughs> on the main street <laughs> well hey you know wilton has a billboard now do they yeah right over there the by, yeah arties the uh the burger joint by arties there's a billboard over there it's got i think four uh two two facing east two facing west okay Right there. Oh, I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the pantry in Wilton has a billboard for it. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Wilton itself has that 
that big billboard now. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if somebody wants to throw some money our way, we will get a big old sign up on a billboard. <laughs> I'd rather put food in the pantry first, but <laughs> where you want that money to go, we can do that. <sighs> Just a billboard as, as tall as the water tower telling you where the pantry is. But uh, yeah, don't don't count on that pantry being stocked when you get there. You know, we, <laughs> we shelled it all out for this 400 foot tall billboard. Yeah. Hopefully, we'd like to prioritize a little bit better than that. But a billboard would yeah. be bad for getting the, getting the word out. Um, maybe not so good at getting the food on the shelves. <laughs> you know, I guess technically, if ten percent of the town is a member of the Facebook group, we we should have pretty good, pretty pretty good coverage already. Yeah, I, I would think so. And you know, there's been quite a few shares uh, of those posts. Um, which is really nice because I don't know what kind of audience it's reaching beyond, you know, our group. Uh, I don't, I'm not aware if Facebook shares that data with us or not, but uh, it'd be kind of interesting to see. But nonetheless, that's kind of nice that we have quite a few people that are sharing it on their personal pages as well uh, and getting it out there to friends and family members that, uh, you know, share the information with them. Yeah, no, we definitely, uh, yeah, there were some new faces at our last meeting. And, um, you know, I guess one thing I was going to gonna mention is, you know, even our last, our last meeting that last Friday, I mean, I think just from the perspective of if people want to reach out, if they're considering doing something similar, I mean, you find yourself just even debating, okay, we've got these three donated freezers, we've got them all in the same area. Oh, wait, can the electrical circuit, you know, can the you know, can the can the electrical infrastructure in the basement of a retirement home handle three freezers and a refrigerator going on the same circuit? You know, those are those are just those kind of things where I feel like you don't you don't really see those kind of things coming until they come, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I only bring up things like that not not to sort of like bog people down, like, oh god, that sounds like a headache on top of a headache, but more, um, yeah. I mean, I think what we you know, it was definitely Mary, uh, one of our, our board members. She she kind of brought up that concern. And I know you guys had an electrician kind of come out. and Yeah, Central control. City Electric in Durant, Iowa. Yeah. Well, and I mean, those are the kind of things, right? I, yeah, I, I just bring it up because, number one, it's like, wow, you know, I would have never even thought of this. But but number two, I mean, it was not only was it pretty easy to get, get someone local to help us out with it, but it's... Uh, it's the kind of thing if you're looking into doing something like this and you want to reach out to us, uh, we will be happy to tell you how we bumbled our way through it, right? Like, that would be. That is the key part of that is we're bumbling our way through. But, you know, guys, we're getting there and it's not as terrifying as as you might think. And it's it's not as agonizing as you might think. There might be a few curveballs that come up here and there. But as long as you're willing to swing, hey, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, I would definitely, I would echo that. I think it's it's a worthwhile pursuit. And uh, heck, I mean, I'm even thinking about applying to work for uh, for a food pantry in Coralville now. So just yeah. you know, one day, one day burned out brewer, the next day just uh, trying to feed people left and right. So uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I have this on my resume now, just to let you guys know that. I'm just throwing that out there. And the reason is, is because, hey, I'm I'm building my skills in the nonprofit space as well as, you know, all my other professional skills. I just have that on my resume. Uh, so, you know, when I'm doing consulting work or anything of that sort, or maybe looking at future jobs, uh, that might be something that I that I want to entertain is going the nonprofit route uh, at some point in the future. Um, so, hey, there's some nonprofit out there that wants somebody that's great at organizing. You got <laughs> two guys here that are that are willing to go through a lot. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm trying to be the guy that's gone through a lot. I don't know how much more I'm willing to go through. <laughs> within reason it's fun as long as it's fun stuff to go through right like i i want to go through the fun stuff with fun people i mean if you're going to stick me in a war zone with nobody to support me i mean then then it's no right but if if we're out here having fun supporting people we've got good people supporting us and we're doing good things and yeah some of the hard work it just seems more like fun to me than than you know getting down and dirty but yeah, I mean, I think with anything, I mean, let's just say it what it is. I mean, pay is always going to be important. I, you know, I'm not looking to go out and buy two new yachts by the end of the year. Um, but I do no, think yeah, that you, you want to go used with yachts, is what I hear. Yeah, yeah, they depreciate as soon as they drop in the water. I'm going to go aftermarket. <laughs> but. Anyway, but no, I, I I do think that fair compensation is important, whether you're working in, you know, the private sector, public sector or nonprofit. I think that being paid fairly for the work that you do is important. And I, I'll say that no matter where I am or what I'm doing. No, that's that is fair. You know what? That is probably a good segue. Uh, I did want to mention that our good friend Clara uh, we did put it out there for people to uh, suggest topics for us to talk about. And Clara did indeed suggest topics. Yeah. Um, she suggested we talk about social justice awareness education and immigration in Iowa, uh, the status of it now and in the future. Um, I think Justin and I are both on the same page uh, currently. Uh, <laughs> trying to work on the pantry and in the labor market or trying to, you know, in the market for labor, uh, we maybe don't have quite the time to fully study up on those topics, but I, Hey, I just wanted to say, Hey, after episode one, we said, give us stuff to talk about. Clara definitely did that. Clara, we would love to have you on the Good Humans United podcast to speak on these topics, as I suspect you are more knowledgeable on them than I at least will probably ever be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to lump you into that as well, Justin, but. Well, I'm definitely not knowledgeable on those particular topics. Um, if we want to talk about organizational development, talent management, <laughs> some of those hr things i would be game um but yeah when it comes to these particular topics it's not my not my forte or my strength um but hey there's people out there that this is what they do for a living right 
uh, work with social injustice, right? And raising awareness and education, uh, tracking immigration, right? And working with immigrants, um, whether that's today, what that looks like in the future, right? Um, reach out to us, let us know what, what your thoughts are. We'd love to have you as a guest, send us information. We'll read it online or read it out here loud and clear for everybody to hear. Uh, yeah, no, I, these, these are, uh, these are not topics that, uh, that I don't think are worthy. Um, and I know I, I don't, you know, there was talk of, uh, there was, there was a group, uh, working on a new, um, they're, they're helping settle immigrants. Uh, it was a new uh, nonprofit that was starting up in town. I tell you what, though, man, I, I started getting uh, my fingers in too many nonprofit pies in Iowa City here. <laughs> you you start knocking on doors and saying, hey, do you want some help? Uh, you start finding everybody. Everybody will take some help. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, I was I was starting to run the very real risk of burning out at free jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Just doing volunteerism at pay for zero ninety nine. So or free ninety nine. So I've got to uh, got to figure that out. But yeah, I think I think uh, some some interviews and some just trying to help maybe shine some light on some of those efforts or if if some of some of the folks in some of these other could human united areas uh, have some fundraising needs and stuff? We could, we could try and uh, help point some people that way. I I should mention uh, my buddy Natasha that works at Northern Iowa Mutual Aid. Uh, they had a really cool uh, custom shirt they did with Ray Gun, um, and it says "Ban Hunger, Not Books." So I got oh, mine in the mail. Up. Yeah, I got mine in the mail. Super comfy, awesome. Um, Apparently $5 goes to her organization for every shirt and $5 goes to the free to read book project. And, uh, that is a lovely lady I've talked to. She, um, works to provide, uh, I think, I think they're those, they're LGBTQ, um, sort of either authors or topics. Uh, but, but she, she basically works to provide like local book fairs and, and events and stuff uh, and libraries with um, with books for for those good human activities. So I know uh, I know she's been active in the Good Humans uh, United Facebook group as well. So just wanted to shout those guys out and you know probably hook up with them to interview them here sooner or later. And they're they're a couple hours away from me, but they are in Iowa. They are doing good human things. So yeah. I now have a shirt. Shirts are nice. They're a good fundraising opportunity. And they get, they're good for raising awareness, right? I mean, I feel like it's a pretty necessary message. I don't, you know, it's disturbing to me that it's particularly political, that it's like, hey, let's feed people and stop worrying about banning books. But yeah. Well, that's just it in my mind. I mean, like it should be a little bit easier to set clear priorities, but I think that sometimes, you know, in, in the political world, you know, these wedge issues and stuff tend to get flared up when it gets to be political, you know, season, if you will, uh, setting all politics aside. I'm not necessarily interested in that on this podcast. Um, but I do think that those wedge issues get blown up to be 
far more sensational and far more important than they really should ever receive any kind of light given to them. And then, yeah, topics like, you know, that we can all agree on, like ending hunger tend to, you know, fall into the shadows. And I'm like, why? Right? Well, because it's not politically expedient. It's not sensational. Right? And so things like, you know, making sure that there aren't any hungry kids in the world just falls to the wayside. Um, yeah, it, I would dare say, uh, particularly hungry kids probably aren't reading any books. So you've probably effectively book book banned them on everything. <laughs> yeah, or even if they did, they wouldn't retain it, right? They they've got so much stress and anxiety, and right, we can get into what the sympathetic nervous system does to memory retention and things of that sort, and re reading your comprehension. Um, any psychologists out there want to come on and talk about that? <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, that would be interesting to, uh, from a, you know, just a topic of, you know, how does hunger actually impact people? You know, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be education, uh, things of that sort, you know, longevity, health issues. You know, hunger has a lot of complications to it. It's, it's not just a matter of being hungry. Well, and I think, you know, my, sorry, my squirrely ADHD brain also goes to, you know, I mean, I think we, we even see the challenge sort of in, in rural Iowa where, you know, if, if sort of the, um, the matriarch or the, you know, the breadwinner of the, of the family doesn't have reliable transportation, you know, it makes it that much more difficult, you know, to even find the, find the potential resources or, or even get to them or, you know, or get to them at the specified times they might be available or I mean heck I think we both know it right just maintain it you know the cost of gas just trying to maintain a car I mean yeah. my the touch screen in my car apparently has melted on it the plastic is melting and now it plays Jimmy Buffett at me all day and it's going to cost $2,600 to replace it <laughs> yeah so Supposedly, cost of living is, is less in rural America, but I would argue that in a lot of cases, it's not. Uh, when you're having to pay for the fuel to drive back and forth to work, often 30 miles or more, uh, when you have to afford your own transportation, you're not able to take public transit, uh, you know, all that that goes into it, it can be more expensive, I think, sometimes perhaps living you know, outside of housing, yeah, maybe some housing costs are more expensive in as a metropolitan areas. Um, but uh, it's not terribly that much cheaper a lot of times in rural communities anymore either uh, that I've noticed in the last 20 years. Uh, housing prices and, and stuff in rural America is starting to get right up next to what it is in more metropolitan areas as well. Um, maybe not large large cities like new york but it's creeping up there towards that national average a little bit closer than uh folks may think um but nonetheless yeah i think that yeah when you are relying on you know transportation to get you back and forth to work at you know your unlimited income or low income and something happens to your vehicle or your your means of transportation getting back and forth to work you could end up losing your job over a flat tire. 
uh, simply not being able to afford to put a new tire on your vehicle, uh, things of that sort. Um, it's it you can be catastrophic for folks, and then that just has you know cascading impacts from there. It's just a domino effect, right? And then yeah, you know you're you're cutting corners on food, on medicine, on utility bills. You're cutting corners on all sorts of things to try to afford that, and then spending I don't know how many months trying to recuperate from from that. Uh, and if you have a family that, you know, they end up having to endure with you. Um, so, yeah, maybe not the most perky or uplifting thing to think about, but um, I, I think that having resources in rural communities is important. I was I was trying to think of something uh, lighthearted to make us laugh as a follow up, but I, I was more just thinking like, man, it's just expensive to have a cell phone. It's expensive to have Internet. I mean, like, you know. All right, now you're applying for a new job. You got no car now. You know, can't even make it to the local library. You know, without bumming a ride from somebody. I... Yeah, it's uh, hey, it's why uh, it's why we're trying to do uh, why we're trying to do something, right? Why yeah, we're, you know, why we're trying to help. And for some of us that you know have a little bit in our our checking or savings account or something. You know, a little bit of devastation isn't that bad to us. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, right, and you don't have much in savings or anything of that sort, rebounding from it can be catastrophic. You know, it's just it's just extremely difficult to do and can take months to, to rebound. Um, but, hey, more exciting topics to come, right? So we're we're doing things in the community to try to offset that to help people out. Um, you know, by opening the food pantry, that's a great place to start, right? And then from there, we can just continue to build on that and help to make sure that people have the network access to the resources and stuff that they need to help them out. You know, whether it be energy assistance or you know, getting on, you know, maybe food assistance programs and things of that sort. I mean, there's a lot of great things that we can be doing. Um, but this is just kind of like our foot in the door. It's our it's our starting point. And I think that's a great thing. I think, you know, that's something to get excited about. At least I'm excited about it. No, for sure. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things I saw growing more and more in sort of our last get together was, um, like I said, you know, we had, uh, Right, Michelle from Michelle's uh, Sweet Treats, in, and she's excited to help. And you know, there were a couple other people I'd I'd never met before, and um, showed up, and they were excited to help. And um, it just really, it really struck me for any of us involved too. You know, it's just it's that much more community, right? It's it's knowing that many more of your neighbors. It's it's you know, it's just having those connections and and knowing, you know, knowing other people um, that that are good Samaritans as well. Um, you know, yeah, that can't, uh, definitely can't hurt. And I have to say this, I recently started a new job earlier this week. Um, a paid break. I'm, I'm actually going to be getting a paycheck folks. I'm excited. <laughs> Scandalous. Scandalous <laughs> behavior. Oh, I know. 
Um, but um, I'll be working as a bartender slash server. And right now I'm being trained on the latter part of that, uh, how to be a server. Um, never done this before in my life. Um, so shout out to anybody out there that has spent six to eight hours or so on your feet all day long, you know, running food, serving people to get a tip. I have not appreciated you enough. Um, I am so sorry because I'm telling you what, right now I'm, I'm two days in and I'm like, oh my gosh, my poor feet are broken. I really think my feet are broken. Um, but I, I'm just, I, I'm going to push through it. But I'm sitting here thinking, there are people that do this for years, right? Where they're on their feet, your back, your leg, your feet, your everything are just aching at the end of the day. Just to give somebody else great service, kudos, guys. Kudos to all of you out there. But anyway, um, that aside, um, today I was waiting on a table and... Uh, some individuals from a were from a neighboring town here uh, over in Wilton, and they were so excited to talk to me. Uh, we just had like a little side conversation. And, you know, they asked me where I was from. I was from Durant, and we talked about the food pantry just for a very short period of time. Um, they were really excited about it, and they were going to tell, you know, their friends and neighbors about it and that it was coming up and uh, it was exciting. It was just another way to get the word out there. Um, you know, that's not my primary gig as a bartender <laughs> is talking about the, the food pantry, but it was exciting to have that opportunity, you know, to have that little quick conversation, you know, whether it, be a minute two minutes it was just a nice way to interact with those customers but also you know they found out a little bit more about their own community and that was great no that is um i was just thinking we ought to get you a, a big button that says you know ask me about uh the durant iowa food pantry or something <laughs> i would never get from one table to the other I, <laughs> um yeah but it's so much you guys, I have to say that I love new things. I love new challenges. I probably greet them with far more excitement and enthusiasm that are it's probably warranted. But I've got to say, I'm loving this, this, you know, serving tables thing. Yeah, my feet are killing me. But just the people that I get to interact with, uh, you know, I was afraid that, you know, customers would not be as gracious as they are, especially with a newbie, uh, you know, serving them. And people have been amazing. Um, but, you know, I think that that's a good story for life in general is I think most of the time, given the chance, most people are gracious and amazing. You know, I just think that that's kind of probably the default for most people you just give them the opportunity right you know you know it's funny i was just thinking um back when i used to bartend sometimes when i was a brewer uh you know people would always say oh you know you you got beer all the time it must be so great and i was like oh yeah just living the dream man but one of my favorite things to do sometimes would just be i would just always tell people i'd be 
hey guys, I'm a little hungover today, you know, hung out with the other brewers last night, you know, if you could just be patient with me. Meanwhile, I could have gone to bed at 9 p.m. I went and worked out, ate well, went to bed at 9 p.m. It didn't, it didn't matter. I told everybody I was hungover all the time when I was bartending. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's ap- applicable to your, uh, your current, uh, well, I'm just amazed at just the the stories and conversation that I end up having in a day. It reminds me of, you know, just back in the day when I used to be a, a corporate trainer, you know, and you'd get a classroom of new hires in and uh, I would get like somewhere between, you know, 15 to 30. Uh, at, a, at a time that I would take through, you know, uh, any variety of training courses. Sometimes they were a week, sometimes five to six weeks long. Uh, so you really get to know them. But you have all, you know, all kinds of fun side conversations that happen throughout because they're human beings, they're people. And we all come with our own stories, right? Our own backgrounds and interests. And I've always found that just absolutely fascinating. And, you know, that's probably one of the things that I enjoy most, even about the food pantry. Isn't so much the food pantry as it is just my passion for people and learning about all these cool people and the things that they're into, the things that they do. There was a lady that we, yeah, uh, Grant was mentioning just a moment ago that there were some new people at our meeting last week. One of them is from a neighboring town over in Stockton. Uh, it's like just over the hill, five miles away. Um, and we were looking for solutions, you know, for how we bring in food and everything. And she's like, oh, I have, you know, this carpet foam and stuff. And like, it was great. And it was awesome to talk to somebody. And immediately was starting to think about solutions and how she could help, right? Um, I just... I just find that so fascinating and amazing that there's so many cool and interesting people out there, right? Like when I first met her, I would have never thought, oh, she's sitting on rolls and rolls of carpet padding, right? But (laughs) (laughs) why would you think that about somebody, right? Uh, uh, What, if somebody was rolls and rolls of carpet padding? That's that's how you'll know that you're you're a pro uh, server, I think, is when you can just walk up and you can go, this person has rolls and rolls of carpet padding. <laughs> I could just tell. Yeah, but I was like, this is great. This is awesome. You know, like brand new carpet padding uh, that we can use as, you know, kind of like a little, I don't know, I'm not an engineer, right? So engineers out there, please do not send me hate mail, right? <laughs> but we need like a little landing pad that's going to absorb some impact, right? Um, and so we're looking for potential solutions and Hey, if she has foam, I don't really care what kind of foam it is right now. It's foam and we're going to try to make it work. Um, but I think that's exciting and like meeting Michelle from Michelle's tweet treats. Um, that was really great that she was there. Um, there was another lady there that, uh, you know, runs a little business here in town as well. Um, and so there's just all these amazing people that I'm meeting. 
there's folks that called as a result of the article that ran in that little local circulation news and views, right? A couple of people called wanting to volunteer just because they saw that article. Wow. That's amazing, right? And all these people have their own lives, their own, you know, everything. And I can't wait to get to know them all. I, I realize I probably sound a little loony there, but I'm really genuinely excited to get to know all these people. And, and I guess I should probably contrast that maybe, right? Get some context here. For the last 20 years, approximately, I have done work at home and sat at my computer at home, right? Having as much face-to-face time it didn't really exist, right? Until COVID hit and then everybody's like, oh, Zoom or one of these other, you know, virtual meeting places where you could start to see people face to face. But a lot of times I was only interacting with somebody's voice over the phone, right? Uh, whether it be a VoIP call or, you know, cell phone call, something. I would, But um, so for me to contrast that of sitting at home in front of a computer in a, in a monitor for hours on end every day, right? Uh, working on these different corporate projects and just kind of being this guy in a back room somewhere that does cranks out all this stuff. Um, it's really awesome for me to get out and start interacting with people. Um, <laughs> not like I've been kept in a closet, but it's, it's such a refreshing change of pace for me, right? And so I'm I'm really trying to make sure that I'm juicing that orange the most that I can right now and just really enjoying it, right? And just really trying to be present in all those interactions and not miss out on them, I guess. I think, you know, it's funny. I was reading, um, I've been reading a book called The Good Life lately. And it's, it's just a study. It's got a lot of different studies and, and things on people in general. But um, there's there's one part of it in particular that says, you know, I think it's they studied these people that are about to go on like a four hour train ride or something. And they had them predict like they're going to have half of them talk to a stranger and half of them not talk to a stranger. And and basically all these people predicted beforehand, like, like, oh, God, I'm going to talk to a stranger for four hours. Um, but the results they got were at the end of the day, all these people actually enjoyed meeting a new person. They enjoyed interacting. Um, so it is, I do always find it kind of funny where, uh, you know, a lot of people will be, will be like, oh, I don't want to deal with all these people, but then they'll actually find it very rewarding. And, uh, I think even like to go a step further, I've been trying to, I feel like, you know, maybe you and I both kind of have like, we, we enjoy people and their quirks and, and getting to know them. And I, I keep trying to figure out how to put that on a resume, like to actually, you know, cause I feel, I feel like a lot of people probably put like, oh, I'm a people person, I enjoy people. And I'm like. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to find the way to word it, but I guess a lot of that was a lot of nonsense to basically say, uh, I would encourage anybody, you know, get, get to know the people in your community and, uh, you know, do some fun with them. Well, I think that that's a really strong leadership skill, you know, going, you know, putting my HR hat back on and like leadership development, org development kind of hat. Uh, being able to identify and see people's strengths, right? Uh, and engage with them and 
just get to know them and understand where their passions are. What do they love to do, right? And then how do you guide them and, and get them going in that direction more, right? Uh, so they can have more of what they love to do in their life, right? And what excites them and gets them up every day, right? Um, to me, that's an amazing skill. But yeah, it's hard to put that on your resume sometimes that, yeah, I'm really good at identifying people's strengths. I mean, what does that mean? Well, I think to anybody that truly understands leadership knows what that means, right? When you're really good at identifying somebody's strengths, um, you're coaching to those strengths, you're developing those strengths, right? And a lot of times I think in leadership, and yeah, I get to wear some of my HR hat here, Right. So I apologize, people, but I get giddy on these topics. Right. <laughs> I think that too oftentimes uh, in coaching sessions, especially in the the work environment, it's around, oh, here are your opportunities. Right. Here's where you can improve. Right. Here are your weaknesses. Right. We want to improve these weaknesses. Weaknesses are weaknesses. Focus on strengths, develop people's strengths right? That is where they're going to shine, right? Now, may they need to mitigate their weaknesses on occasion? Sure, absolutely. May they need to be self-aware and aware of what their weaknesses are? A hundred percent, right? But by no means should the majority of your coaching sessions be centered around, you know, just simply, oh, this is improving your, your weaknesses because you're doing it all wrong right? You're not helping those people shine. You're not helping them find their passions, right? Um, so I would challenge anybody listening out there, think about what your strengths are and what you enjoy doing and set a path for yourself to where you can be doing that a lot more. And encourage, you know, look at other people's strengths, right? And challenge them to think about how they could be doing what they enjoy doing a little bit more, right? Even if you were to increase it by, you know, two hours a month, three days a, a month, right? Or one day a week, right? What does that look like, right? So just try to articulate that in, in, a, in a way that works for you, right? And say, if I were to do acts this much more, what would that look like, right? And then just try to get into the groove of doing those things a little bit more that you have a passion for and that are your strengths. You know, it, it's interesting. I can't, I can't help but uh, kind of listen, listen to you talk about some of those things and think about the last few brewing jobs that I did. And, uh, you know, we'd be kind of sicking me on some projects and some things where I'm like, I was just very blatantly saying, this is not my strength. <laughs> you know, this is going to take me a lot more time a lot more time than if we just like called somebody and paid that actually knew how to do this. And I always tried to like reframe it for myself to like, Hey, this is adding to my bag of, this is adding to my bag of skills, you know, but I was always trying to make sure to be vocal too. It's like, uh, this could be a waste of everybody's time. If I mean, you know, I could be a lot more valuable for you if you let me, uh, you know, sort of lean on the things I'm strong at. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with taking on new skills, right? Um, but you should, in my opinion, you should always be aware of what are your core strengths, right? What do you, what do you lead sure. with, even if you were to take on a new skill, 
right? What aspects about that are you most likely to succeed at, right? Uh, and identify that early on and focus there, even on that new skill, um, just knowing where your strengths are and how you're going to apply those strengths going into that. Um, and then being aware of where your strengths may not be, right? I'll just say for me, I can write 10 pages of anything in just a matter of like an hour, right? I can crank out <laughs> copious amounts of words. You're giving me flashbacks to college right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's always been a strength of mine, right? Being verbose, being just getting words on a page, I'm really good at, right? Editing that down, doing revisions, things of that sort, I'm not good at, right? Sure. So just that bulk content, strong, very strong there. But as far as going through that with a fine-tooth comb and saying, okay, now we want to edit and condense this and get way more concise, I can do it, and I'm good at it. It's not my strength, though, right? Oh, it's, sure. it's not a place where I shine. It's not something that great, brings me great joy or excitement. There are other people where this is where they really shine, right? Um, why not give them that opportunity? than to assist me on a project, right? Where I can do the bulk content and then where they shine, we let them shine. It just makes sense to work on people's strengths. Um, but even going in, like what you were saying, taking on a new task, it's fine to take on a new task. What's not okay is to find yourself being pigeonholed into an area where there's no chance for you to shine none of your skills fit that task, right? That's a bad assignment. And and I would question that person's leadership and management of putting somebody into that position that isn't going to shine. Um, then, you know, we can get into more HR stuff, uh, you know, of making sure they have the right person and all this other stuff or whatever. Maybe it needs to be reassigned, go to a new department something but um but no i i totally believe in building up people's strengths and going from there and not focusing so much on on whatever i like it i like it all right we're at the 46 minute mark and i yeah. don't do much editing on these so do you have what do you have your products do you have what uh, what's something you enjoy uh, locally you know, I haven't really had much of a time uh, to to look at stuff, but I will say this, guys. Um, the uh, Apex Ink and Apparel, a little local uh, t-shirt shop here uh, and apparel shop in, in Durant, Iowa, has been absolutely amazing to work with. Um, they got us a online storefront for our fundraiser. Uh, there's no overhead involved for us. Uh, they helped us out with the design and picking out hats and shirts and stuff that people may want. Uh, but on top of that, right, I've had a few people reach out to me and say, hey, do you think that they would get me a jacket? You guys don't have a jacket in your store. Or, hey, what about this T-shirt, right? A lot of people like me like to wear this specific type of t-shirt 
I can we look at adding something? They've been phenomenal to work with. Um, so kudos, kudos, kudos. Um, I realize that they're probably not a really huge brand that a lot of people would recognize, but they have been, I don't know. I just cannot describe how great to work with, especially for somebody that's never been down this road before of doing like a t-shirt fundraiser. Uh, but they've been absolutely excellent. To work with. And so let's see till the 29th. That's when the orders for this first wave is open September 29th. Yep. September 29th is when the orders close on that. And we've run close up that fundraiser, but Clearly, if you guys are looking for t-shirts at any time, even beyond that, I'm sure that if you contact them, they will make you up a t-shirt and make sure that we get the proceeds for that. Very cool. Yeah. And yeah, so the link to all that will be in the uh, Durant, Iowa Food Pantry Friends, if you're looking for it. We could also post it in the Good Humans United group. Uh, you know, I'm going to go actually go with Subway, uh, just sort of piggybacking on local businesses um the local durant subway was very welcoming to us all the time um we were coming in having meetings i mean oh, we yeah. bring it in you know at least a half dozen people at any given time and they didn't uh, they're happy to make sandwiches for us very nice uh let us move tables all over the place do all sorts of silly things um so yeah definitely wanted to yeah, give the uh, the subway in Durant, Iowa, a shout out for um, being a big part of this. So. Yeah, and they did not bat an eye, you know, in Durant. And I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that a little bit if you don't mind. But in Durant, there's not a lot of public meeting places, um, and so they've been more than gracious. I mean, when we went in there, nobody blinked an eye. Nobody got upset that we were moving tables around to get our little group together uh they, they were really great about it and you know i now that we're meeting over at the hind manor i'm gonna miss meeting at subway kind of i i was just thinking i almost feel like we, we have to go get sandwiches before uh, before our meetings now so hey subway if you're out there listening right and you want to donate some sandwiches for our little get-togethers say there you go. We I think their I think their corporate parent may have just got bought by somebody else. But uh, oh, I didn't realize that. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. I suppose we'll we'll pack it in. You have any parting words before we uh, we go on to good human ourselves and other aspects? I'm just gonna say, what was your favorite part of the week so far? Of my week? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been going and playing pickleball with a new group uh, at the Coralville uh, Rec Center Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and uh, I actually had an older lady, a very friendly older lady, uh, tell me that my game, my pickleball game is annoying. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, How does a pickleball game or your play be annoying are you are you like you're competitive is that the thing or not so much i mean i i return a lot i hit i hit a lot of spin i hit a lot of i hit a lot of not sort of non-conventional shots i'm very unafraid to to hit something in the net 
I, I try I try some strange things for sure. Um, but to have uh, to have a woman that's probably been playing pickleball for forty plus years tell me that my game, my pickleball game, is annoying. Not not my personality, not anything I was saying. Uh, I really took it as as a badge of honor, you know, as as yeah, as just a reason to be proud. You know, I mean, God knows how many pickleball opponents she has had in her life. And she just flat out needed to tell me that she found me annoying to play. <laughs> you know, that it means that just, you probably challenged her, right? I think so. I mean, it's not, yeah, I didn't like hit her in the forehead with a wiffle ball or anything. Um, I mean, heck, her reflexes are faster than mine. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, I, that, 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 that tickled me. That made me laugh. Uh, what, what about yourself? I have to say that the, and I know this probably sounds absurd, at least coming from me, if you know me, the fact that I started a new job this week, but it isn't starting the new job this week that's the exciting part, right? It's the, what comes with that, right? Which is the new experiences, you know, pushing myself in new ways, meeting new people. Uh, that has been so exciting for me. Um, I'm also going to say that I, Here's a little bit of a, a little brand nudge, I guess, if you will. It's not necessarily an Iowa product or a local product, but I got a pair of Under Armour shoes. I have to swear, these are like the most comfortable shoes I've ever gotten. <laughs> and I'm so happy that I can't wear them for work because they are not non-slip. But they are amazing. I'm going to be wearing these shoes everywhere else, right? Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of excited that I'm not going to be destroying them at work because <laughs> I'm kind of loving these shoes. Um, so that's another like good thing that's happened in my life. I'm like, yes, I love these shoes. But anyway, um, but yeah, like the highlight of my week so far has just been like meeting some of these coworkers that I work with that all have like these really big personalities. Um, that I absolutely love because it helps me come out of my shell a little bit more. Um, and then just all these customers that are just like so fun to like talk to. Like, that's like the whole highlight of my week. Like, awesome. Pantry, what? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I think we can say hell yeah on Good Humans United. Oh, I don't see why not. I mean, fifty-four. I just, <laughs> I'm just going to say anything we want. If you've got a problem with Grant saying that, please send us an email. It'll be listed right there on the top of the screen. Just kidding. There's no screen. Anyway, um, yeah, go ahead and send us your hate mail. We'll we'll read. <laughs> We will respond to it with all urgency that is due. Hate mail. Send all hate mail to Justin at hatemail.com. Yes. Justin with four N's at hatemail.com. All right. I will respond promptly. <laughs> I wonder if you can get the, do you think you can get the domain hatemail.com? You could probably. Maybe. Maybe. That would be kind of fun. I'm kind of curious. Hate mail. Oh, there's a whole business opportunity there. I was just wondering what 
What do you think that domain costs? What do you think the over-under is on hatemail.com, www.hatemail.com? I don't know, but if there are some really sarcastic, witty, kind of cheeky people out there that want to start up a whole business around this, I am down. This this sounds like when I I wanted to start deadroses.com where you could just send your ex a pile of like stomped on just... Companies to handle all their hate mail. I mean, you want to send this hate mail? Send it to you know, like ABC at hatemail.com, right? And we will reply with the most quirky in your face <laughs> kind of response. I mean, that would be great. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Anyway. But if you want to steal my idea, steal it. Just somehow make sure that I get no royalties or whatever. I don't know how that works, right? So anyway. All right. Well, with that, uh, I think we'll probably sign off uh, with with our now trademark sign off. Stay good. Stay human. (laughs) Stay human, too, if you can. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Till next time, everybody. Oh, and give us a like and share. Like and share. Yep, like and share.